I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It was one of the most uh, evil and un-American speeches I've ever seen by a president of the United States of America as Joe Biden tried to rally the base before the midterm elections, attacking half of America, claiming that we're a bunch of radical extremists. Country music star John Rich put it this way. Looks like Joe Biden delivered his speech in front of the gates of hell because the red backdrop and the soldiers behind him. This was a speech, I don't know what else to call it, but messed up, man. What was with the blood red background? It's like Joe is standing in front of the gates of hell. Another one said, nothing says peace and unity like having the backdrop of your divisive speech look like you're entering the gates of hell. If you saw it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Many have referred to it also as what it would look like if you were doing a speech at night back in... uh, Hitler times in Germany from the gates of hell, dark blood, red background, evil and condescending tone of voice and squinting eyes from the president, president, negative words and themes and constant condemnation of half of the country who staged this, who wrote this a huge mistake. Another political operative wrote who in the world thought that a gates of hell look was a good visual for the Biden speech tonight? I mean, is it fitting? Yes, but definitely not a good look, another said. And what did the president say? Well, he shouted about his the extremists of the MAGA Republicans and those who oppose his agenda in a political speech at Independence Hall where he came across as angry, yelling, and agitated. Now, before I continue on this, I got to tell you about our good friends over at Patriot Mobile. If you are like me and you're sick and tired of giving your money to companies that are fighting against your family values, 
fighting against your First and Second Amendment rights, trying to indoctrinate your kids, then you need to make the switch to the only Christian conservative cell phone company in the U.S. Now, they're not just a company that is a Christian conservative company. They actually take a part of your bill every month when you pay, and they use that money to fight for our First or Second Amendment rights. They use it to fight for the sanctity of life and for adoption services after we have had this big victory with Roe v. Wade. This is a company that's on the front lines fighting for our freedoms. That's why I want you to make the switch to Patriot Mobile, because every time you use your phone, you're going to be making a difference on these important issues. Now, it doesn't matter what your budget is. Patriot Mobile has incredible plans, nationwide coverage that will work with your budget. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson and get in the fight and stand with a company that's fighting for your values. You can also call them right now, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Now, all you got to do is use the promo code FERGUSON to get free activation. Plus, special discounts are available for all veterans and first responders. So join the movement and make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or call 972-PATRIOT. All right, now let me get back to explaining to you the timing of all of this. One says it's the worst speech I've seen in a long time from Hitler. So apparently this isn't a doctored photo another put out, but how the White House intended Biden to look. And for what I read, it was the opposite of the national unity speech we were promised. What the blank are they thinking? This is like something I've never seen before. American friends, what's going on here? And who thought the lighting was a good idea? Another put it just by looking at what this the, the, the optics. But they knew what they were doing here. They knew what it was going to look like, folks, and they understood it. In fact... CNN, one of their commentators said that Biden's speech was very political. It was a full frontal attack on Trump Republicans. Take a listen. The speech devoted to that very subject. I'm back with a panel of experts to discuss this. Caitlin Collins first, our chief White House correspondent to you. This was a combative speech and not at all subtle. A very political speech. I think with the exception of the speech that he gave on the anniversary of January 6th at the Capitol, this might be the most political, most forceful speech in that sense that he has given since taking office. And it's a bit of a surprise because we had spoken to White House officials earlier. We asked, you know, he is someone who strayed from naming Trump very many times during his first year in office. He often stayed away from that. So as a White House reporter, to hear him come out so quickly and name drop him so fast and talk about basically the brand of extremism that he thinks Trump has founded within the Republican Party that clearly he thinks is thriving, not in the sense that he wants it to, he came out very quickly and said Trump and said MAGA time and time again. It was a very political attack against those Republicans. He tried very hard to draw a distinction between Republicans and Republicans who style themselves after Donald Trump. Of, of course, whether or not they take that distinction remains to be seen. A very political speech by President Biden as this basically full frontal attack on what the White House has branded MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans, you are the enemy of the state. There was another interesting tweet that was sent out last night that said Biden went on TV to tell us how much he hates patriotic Americans, just in case we don't hear that enough from the media and the left. And that's exactly what this speech really was. Now, if you listen to what the president said, 
He was coming after you and your way of life, and he believes that you are an extremist and you should be treated like your domestic terrorists. But other CNN reporters fawned over Biden's speech, blasting MAGA Republicans, and they are proud of him for doing this. Something else that really stuck out to me is that he almost seemed to sort of be reclaiming patriotism. Often you hear Republicans argue that they are the pro-America party, right? The Democrats are not patriotic enough. But what was more pro-USA than this speech? And I think this is exactly what the, his what Democratic voters wanted to hear. We honor the will of the people, right? Um, a nod to our... By, by the way, I love how they say we honor the will of the people. True or false, was the Democratic Party that tried to overthrow the will of the people when Donald Trump became president? True or false, was the Democrats that paid for the dossier to frame Donald Trump? Was it true that the FBI and the CIA knew that the Steele dossier was a lie and they still used it to attack the president of the United States of America and, and allowed it to be used? Never forget this. Allowed it to be used to impeach him? Was it the Democrats who spied on the President of the United States of America and his presidential campaign? Was it Democrats who changed documents to justify the FISA warrant to spy on Donald Trump continuously? Is it the Democrats that advocated and supported raiding a former President of the United States of America's home? Add all that up, folks. Add it all up. Okay, add all of it up and think about what has happened in this country. Think about everything that's happened here. You have the president blasting Americans who didn't vote for him, the guy that said he was going to bring us back together, and they fawn over this, and they say this is one of his best speeches ever. Our democracy, but also a nod to preserving reproductive rights. He is the president of all America. Um, you mentioned before, too much of what is happening is not normal in this country. Um, we are still at our core a democracy. I mean, all of these things, it, it was a very, very patriotic speech. And I think that that is a lot of what uh, Democratic voters across the country, they want, they want to be patriotic, too. They want to be part of the, Americans, the American story, too. And I think he spoke to that. They think he spoke to that. All right. So there's their take, right? This was a this was a very patriotic speech, a very kind speech, a very loving speech, a, 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 one of the best speeches ever trying to reclaim democracy. So what did the president actually say? Right. What, what did he actually say? Because you, you notice how they're spinning this. But what did he say? All right. Well, let's let you hear what he had to say about you if you voted for Donald Trump. And you tell me this is bringing America together if this is patriotic. Ladies and gentlemen, we can't be pro-insurrectionist uh, pro pro and pro-American. We're incompatible. We can't allow violence to be normalized in this country. It's wrong. We each have to reject political violence with, with all the moral clarity and conviction this nation can muster. Where, where was Joe Biden and all the Democrats on that point, right? That we should denounce political violence when Black Lives Matter and Antifa are burning down courthouses, burning down police stations, setting churches on fire across from the White House. When was, when, when, when was the last time that they came out and denounced that? The shutting down of cities opening up new countries within America as they described it. When, when was the last time they came out 
and said, stop killing cops and stop backing Black Lives Matter as a movement when they chant, what do we want dead cops? When do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket. Fry them like bacon. When was the last time Democrats stopped raising money for Black Lives Matter when they were chanting death to America? The same thing you would hear in Iran. You want to talk about violence? We had an entire year of violence at the hands of Black Lives Matter. And not only did Democrats not denounce the movement, they helped them raise money. The vice president of the United States of America, Kamala Harris, helped raise money to get out people that were heinous felons. Never forget that. This is the Democratic Party. And now they want to say we denounce violence, implying that everybody was in favor. Everybody was excited. Everybody wanted January 6th to happen, even though 99.9999% of the people that I know were denouncing it in real time, not weeks or days or months later. Right? But we're all now in the same boat. Every one of us is some sort of insurrectionist, anarchist, anti-American individual. That's what they want you to believe. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, 
and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every time I think Biden and crew can't be dumber, they outdo themselves. Seriously, who gives a speech warning people about how dangerous Republicans are to actual democracy while having a background that looks like the Soviet Union and Hitler had a baby? My producer's dying laughing in the other room. It it is the perfect analogy, synopsis, recap of what the speech looked like, right? I mean, well, I mean, again, Seriously, who gives a speech warning people about how dangerous Republicans are to democracy while having a background that looks like the Soviet Union and Hitler had a baby? But remember, you are the evil people in this country. You voted for Donald Trump. You're a domestic terrorist. You go to your kid's school board meeting. You're a domestic terrorist. You understand right now they're undermining the entire rule of law in this country by mob rule, and they've decided that name-calling us, right, it was we're first bigots and racists and homophobes and xenophobes, and then that kind of got mundane, right? But it also, it, it, it dug in, right, to part of America. Oh, yeah, Republicans, yeah, they hate all them people, right? It, 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 it served its purpose. It was like the, the first phase of a war attack, right? You, you, you bomb the crap out of people with this, and then you send in the troops. And now the second part is, hey, these MAGA Republicans, they only believe in winning or, 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 or that they got to cheat to win or being cheated. They, they don't love this country anymore. They're a threat to our democracy. That's what Joe Biden's speech was while looking like Stalin and Mussolini and Hitler had a baby and put it together in a backdrop. Now, we can't let the integrity of our elections be undermined for that is a path to chaos. Look, I know politics can be fierce and mean and nasty in America. I get it. I believe in the give and take of politics, in disagreement and debate and dissent. We're a big, complicated country. But democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. Again, this is coming from the party that just raided the president of the United States of America's home, Donald Trump. This is the party that had weekly phone calls we've now found out with Facebook to tell them who they want to silence, shut up and censor and lock out and lock down their accounts, which I'll tell you about in a moment. These are the same people that were spying on a presidential campaign, the same people that made a fake document 
framing the president of the United States of America for doing something illegal and then use that fake document that they created to try to overthrow the will of the people. And then they tell you that the MAGA Republicans are a threat to this country and our democracy. And the, and the media is sitting there lapping it up. They love this, right? This was a great speech by the president. You put him there flanked by uniformed soldiers bathed in a red light that makes it look like Stalin and Putin and Mussolini and Hitler had a baby as a backdrop. You attack MAGA as extremists. And you tell them that I'm your only hope. You do it in primetime address, which he told the Americans that that this was going to be about unity, where he called MAGA Republicans a threat to the United States of America and American democracy. Not once, but over and over and over and over again, while doing it in Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the birthplace both, by the way, of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, which they're on a regular basis trying to torch. You look at this speech. Biden called for Americans to, quote, unite behind the single purpose of defending our democracy, regardless of our ideology. That is, unless your ideology happens to be that of a Republican who voted for and might vote for Donald Trump. This is justification for the raid. This is justification for trying to take Donald Trump off the ballot and put him in jail. Biden, that's why Biden attacked Trump by name. At the start of his address and warned Americans that, quote, MAGA forces like we're some militarized force, right? Treating us just like, you know, David Koresh and down down in, you know, in Texas before they torched all those people. Those aligned with white supremacists, violent extremists and other undesirables were at work trying to undermine democratic election processes. He said those words. The best part was, if you watch this, occasionally he was distracted by the hecklers outside the venue, one of whom shouted blank Joe Biden through a bullhorn. Police sirens were heard periodically echoing through the streets of downtown Philadelphia throughout the address as well. But Biden had his point. He had his stage and he had his lights behind him looking like a dictator and a tyrant, accusing MAGA Republicans of seeing a country consumed in darkness and closing his address by recounting the achievements of his administration. He then said, it's your patriotic duty to be optimistic and work together to achieve prosperity and justice while refusing to work with the other side. The only Republicans that are good Republicans to Joe Biden are the Liz Cheney's of the world. That's why he came out and attacked us the way that he just attacked us. Right. MAGA Republicans only believe in winning or being cheated. They only love the country when they win. Um, I got to go back to Black Lives Matter and Antifa. When you guys weren't winning, you decided to torch and burn down the country. Am I wrong? And by the way, let's go back to the other part of the story I just told you about, which is actual collusion between big tech and the White House. It has come out now through the Missouri AG that the Biden administration has outsourced censorship to big tech on a regular basis, calling upon them to actually censor their political enemies. But before I get to that, I want to tell you real quick about our good friends over at Legacy Precious Metals. If you've been paying attention, you've seen the stock market that is in bear territory. We're headed into a recession, and that's why the stock market is plummeting. Now, many economists are predicting now, unfortunately, This is actually just the beginning, and we could see a market pull back well into 2023. 
Now, when this happens, there is going to be tremendous losses, and there already have been for many Americans in their portfolios. Well, there's been one historical answer to this, gold and precious metals. In the 08 crash, when the markets dipped, gold went up, and that's what we're seeing right now. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I use and I trust when investing in gold and precious metals, and they can advise you on whether gold is right for you right now. So whether it becomes a part of your retirement account or having physical metals shipped to you, you need to call them and get in touch with the experts so that you can protect your hard-earned dollars. Call them, 1-866-751-2218. That's 1-866-751-2218. Or you can download right now uh, the Gold Guide, the Comprehensive Gold Guide at Legacy PM Investments, LegacyPMInvestments.com. The Attorney General of Missouri has come out and said that the Biden administration, they now have actual intel, proof that they outsource their censorship through big tech. He did an interview with Tucker Carlson. Take a listen. So if you thought that maybe all of this censorship was being ordered from the White House, oh, 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 you were not a conspiracy nut. That was not misinformation. The Biden administration ordered social media companies to censor speech in this country. That is a direct violation of the First Amendment. We've already seen White House officials demanded that Twitter censor Alex Berenson. Now, two state attorneys general in the states of Missouri and Louisiana have obtained a lot more proof as part of their lawsuit against the administration. They found emails proving that Facebook and the Biden administration scheduled, quote, monthly disinformation debunking meetings to decide who should be censored. One White House official, apparently still has his job, a man called Clark Humphrey, wrote to Meta in July of last year that Meta should take down a Tony Fauci parody account that appeared on Instagram. And we're quoting, hi there, any way we can get this pulled down? In a matter of seconds, a Facebook employee agreed to without even looking at the account. Quote, yep, on it. This is a crime. It's an attack on your most basic civil liberties. It's happening in public, and no one's saying anything about it. Eric Schmidt is one of the few who is. He's the attorney general of the state of Missouri. He's one of the reasons we know this. We're grateful that he did it and to welcome him tonight. Um, Mr. Attorney General, thanks so much for doing this. Have we misstated in the intro what you found in any way? No, and this is quite frankly, Tucker, the first time anybody's got a chance to look under the hood, right, of the communications between uh, the the uh, the Biden administration and with their big tech partners in their in their effort to outsource censorship, you know, and violate the First Amendment. And so, I guess the best way to look at this is in two buckets. What do we know from the documents that have already been provided? We know that at least 45 officials, government officials, have been identified as directly communicating with big tech, with Facebook, with Twitter to take things down. They had these weekly censorship meetings. Um, in addition to that, they also uh, were able to establish a uh, uh, a verified flagging status for government officials to directly go uh, and censor. You had the uh, a senior official at Facebook directly communicating with the Surgeon General of the United States saying, hey, what can we do? And then a week later coming back and saying, we did that, what else can we do? Um, I mean, they've effectively outsourced their censorship. The second bucket, Tucker, is the things that we don't know. We don't know right now. We know it's at the highest levels of government, but we don't know exactly how high and how wide this goes because the Department of Justice is objecting to uh, discovery 
to the folks in the White House in their claiming uh, executive privilege, which is nonsense because we're not even asking for internal communications. We're asking for communications with these third parties. And so that's the question now. How far does this go? How wide does it go? In this lawsuit, we're going to get answers because this ought to shock every American, regardless of your yes. political stripe, that the government right. is actually censoring and silencing Americans. Censorship is the hallmark, the hallmark of dictatorship, period. And that's why it's been banned in this country for almost 250 years. So thank you for standing up for the Constitution. Eric Schmidt, Attorney General of the State of Missouri. This Attorney General, by the way, showing us this information where the enemies list of anybody that's having an impact, anybody that's going viral, anybody that's saying anything, uh, pointing out what Joe Biden and Fauci and others are doing. Little side note here. I don't know if you saw this news, but did you see now that the, uh, the government has now admitted that ivermectin is one of the top ways to treat COVID-19? Yeah, they threw that on the approved list. Just so you know, they threw it on the approved list uh, and, and wanted you to know uh, that that now is something you can use. Now, when Donald Trump brought up ivermectin, you were going to hell in a handbasket, right? That's how this works. You couldn't, you couldn't say it, right? You couldn't do it then. But now, oh yeah, now you can do it. Right now, this is something that you can do. You have a president, and it's not Photoshopped, that comes out and attacks our nation. He took to the airwaves and spoke to, uh, about his fellow citizens as if they were sewer rats, is how another man put it online. J.D. Vance, who's running for office, also criticizing the president, saying what president of the United States of America looks at his people that he's supposed to represent and speaks of them this way. Larry O'Connor, another friend of mine, said the president of the United States of America is demonizing every American who didn't vote for him who, or who opposed his agenda. This is the most vitriolic and divisive speech in American political presidential history. Even in the middle of a civil war over slavery, Abraham Lincoln showed more grace. My Gallagher said it this way, a colleague of mine in radio, watching a speech that veers from smearing half the country one moment to being unified the next is truly bizarre. The Biden speech is the low point, I would argue, even for him. He went to the place where our founders created this nation. He went to the place where the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, Freedom Hall, and he went to that place as a backdrop, turning it blood red with lighting, with soldiers behind him to threaten the American people. It was a hostile president attacking his political opponents, energizing his base ahead of the November elections, and telling you that if you don't agree with him, if you don't agree with him, that you are spawn of Satan. You are the worst person in the world. Not just that, you are a threat to America. You are an extremist. This speech at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the birthplace of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, was a place where this speech should have never been given. But he attacked half the country. From the start to the end, he warned America of MAGA forces. 
right? Like we are an enemy force that's occupying this country. He said that we're aligned with supremacists, violent extremists, and undesirable people. He says we're trying to work to undermine democracy and democratically the democratic election process, even though they're the ones that have actually been caught doing that. This is a president who clearly believes that he has a mandate to label half the country domestic terrorists. Just just looking at the military behind him as he gave this political speech that demonized half the country, saying that we're a dark threat to American democracy. There are many people that understood this was a step too far, having the military there. I go back to CNN, Brianna Keeler. She says a lot of stupid things. This one she got right. Quote, whatever you think of the speech, the military is supposed to be apolitical. Positioning Marines in uniform behind President Biden for a political speech flies in the face of that. Democracy is not a partisan or political issue, another said. He's right. Don't attack people this way, acting like there isn't anything wrong with this. I know what they're doing at CNN. They're pandering to the new guy in charge trying to save their jobs. That's why they're writing things like this. But they actually are right on this one. They, uh, Jeff Zellany said there's nothing unusual wrong with the president delivering a political speech. It's inherent in the job description. But doing it against a backdrop of two Marines standing at attention and the Marine band is a break with the White House traditions. He's also right. We have a president now that will come out there And he will say anything to justify the overreach of his government. And that's what a lot of this is. Right? When you have psychos on the desk at CNN saying, what's more pro-American than this speech? Right? You can't love your country only when you win, Biden says. And he says that the people that are MAGA are a threat to democracy. In other words, if you didn't vote for me, you're a threat to democracy. You are domestic terrorists. And then they come out and they say, what's more pro-American than this? This was, I mean, they, they truly believe this was his greatest night. Right? MAGA Republicans only believe in winning or being cheated They only love the country when they win. That's not true. I love this country when I lose. I've lost many a times to you and Barack Obama. Democracy endures only if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of free and fair elections. Only if we, the people, see politics not as total war, but mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. And that's where the MAGA Republicans are today. (laughs) They don't understand what every patriotic American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. I would say this to the president, you guys lose an election, you take the government and you try to hijack it and you try to overthrow the will of the people. We will never forget that. Don't tell me that we're the bad guys here when you're the guys that created the documents to then frame a president to then try to overthrow the will of the people. 
Make sure you make 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 sure you remember these words come the midterm elections because this is what they are doing while they have power. Imagine if they keep it or gain more. Make sure you share this podcast, please, with your family and your friends. Let them hear this insanity because the media acts like it was a grand speech. This was a, a speech threatening every voter that didn't vote for Joe Biden. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.